Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk. I'm your host, Cameron Schuster, and with me is... James Seeley. It is still June 11th. We are recording our second podcast tonight. It is the E3 special covering Ubisoft and Square Enix. So we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, we're going to start off with Ubisoft going on. Uh, they opened with, actually, the Assassin's Creed Symphony, which is pretty pretty okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just so tired of E3 conferences having like live performances it just doesn't seem to add anything to the show or at least not for me and i i can't imagine it adds anything for like the press people that are there yeah they just have to it's it just has to be done right it's just they I, haven't really been doing it right too much like honestly the the symphony was okay i just i wanted to if they had like the full thing there and just made like a full performance really fast that would be cool but well it kind of made sense at the end when they were like, yeah, we did this performance because this orchestra is going on the road. They're doing a tour. Yeah, I actually bought tickets already. And I was like, they were like, can you imagine an 80-piece, like, score? And I was like, uh, no. Yeah, dude. Are there, are there 80 songs in the Assassin's Creed universe that I even want to listen to for, like, however many hours that is? Dude, I have no idea. Like, I actually, it's in August, the symphony. And I bought three tickets for me and a couple people. Uh, I have to sell them now because oh, really? I didn't realize it's the same time I'm going to Bermuda. Oh no! So I was like, ah, oh, shit! I'm so I was so disappointed, but I'm like, well, hmm, do I want to go to a Symphony or do I want to go to an island in the Caribbean for like seven days? I want to do the island of the Caribbean for seven days. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a better choice in my opinion. Yeah. So. They opened, uh, their first game they opened with was Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, so you can play as multiple characters with different traits and keep recruiting more characters to your cause. It takes place in London, and character death is permanent, which is really cool. So, let's say uh, during the demo they showed like one guy, he's doing a mission and he dies. You pick up where he left off with another character but your role now is different. So he was doing one type of thing depending on his skill set. You chose now a different person and they have a different skill set, so they're doing uh, a different, I guess, way to interact with that mission, which is really cool. And it continues through. You can keep switching from people to people because you're not really, like, losing and starting over. You're just continuing that storyline, which I thought, honestly, this was a really, really cool concept that I was not expecting it to be this, like well done and then uh it's gonna be coming out march 16th or no march 6th next year and basically they're like yeah play as anyone which i thought was really cool and then of course you get this cool little ai guy that i guess guides you through everything named bagley uh this bag bagley i think bagley okay the, i i thought it was honestly really, really awesome I personally probably won't play it just because I've never really played the Watchdog games. And like I said before, big backlog, big amount of games already playing, got to pick and choose. So that specific franchise just didn't make the cut for me, unfortunately. But honestly, this this is a really, really cool concept. Yeah. I played the first one. I liked it. Uh, I had my issues with the main character not being like that interesting, but I thought the gameplay was fun. Also could have done without the, like, always online multiplayer thing going on where you could get hacked at any time that ended up being annoying um 
Never played the second one, although it was cool that it was took place in San Francisco. And was, I'm just the only thing I'm concerned about for this new one is how do you tell a engrossing story without like a single protagonist to follow it through with. But I will tell you, I will say that like I was pleasantly surprised at how well the demo played out on stage because like. It seems like there's a lot of random contextual stuff that could happen depending on how the missions go. Because I thought it was really interesting that it, sh- it started off with, like, the the guy that died. That, like, they, uh, he tells this ca- one character that they're trying to recruit, like, go find safety. Uh, like, I'll catch, uh, catch, you up, catch up with you later. He ends up dying. And then, like, at the end of the mission... When that guy's talking to another agent, or or another dead sec agent, he's just like, "Hey, what happened to the first guy that I talked to?" And he's like, "Oh, he didn't make it." And he's like, "Oh shit!" Like the fact that he actually like, the they put in a con a, t- a contextual like dialogue thing for like, if you're not playing as the guy that he met, he'll like ask about that and they'll make, like, a, a point of it. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and if, if anything, it, like, gives that specific character then more purpose because now it's like, hey, this guy literally tried to help you. Now you're you're fighting for the cause he was doing, that yeah. he died basically trying to help you do, or try to, like, show you to. Um, so, yeah, yeah, like I said, it was pretty cool. Uh, and then we got a, a TV show from... You know him as Mac on Always Sunny, yeah. but uh, his name is actually, I actually forgot his like last name, Rob McKenley, and he is doing a new show on Apple TV+. Plus. It's called Mythic Quest Ra- Raven's Banquet, which he's, supposed to, he's playing Ian Grimm, <laughs> creative director, and it's like Mythic Quest is supposed to be like, I believe they said like a massive MMO. That is highly successful. I think basically, like I guess World of Warcraft almost, and he is just like heads up in the clouds, thinking very high. And it seems like it's basically gonna be like a uh, possibly a cool little window into game development, but also more of like just like a comedy, since it's him and like a lot of the Always Sunny cast had their hands in it as well, apparently. So it's it's just a cool. It was it was interesting. It's something that I was like, oh, I'm going to wait till there's, like, five Apple shows. I'm going to see if they got a trial. I'm going to knock them all out. And then I'll be like, oh, thanks, dude, and then leave. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> feel like I got my I, trial in. I was interested in it, but I was most interested that it was that he specifically said that it's exclusive to Apple uh, TV. Yep. Wasn't expecting that. I mean, it's it's just it's uh, one of the ones they develop because everyone's basically like, hey, will be the ones funding your projects if you just do it on our platform, pretty much. Yeah, that's fair. And then uh, there was some stuff, Rainbow Six Siege, some stuff did... I mean, you don't care about Siege or Brawlhalla, right? I mean, I've always been interested in Siege. I actually own it. I've just never played it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, like, I just really like the idea of it being, like, a really competitive, like, skill-based shooter. Like, you die really fast in that game. Like, so you got to be super careful. And the fact that you could literally, like, blow a hole in a wall to, like, make, like, 
to to either get like a new vantage point or just just like get somewhere else. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I like that they. I also like that they basically just keep like announcing new operators that you can play as, and I think. I think you can earn almost all the DLC in the game for free. Like, they let you buy it as, like, a season pass to just, like, immediately get all the shit, but I think you can earn everything in-game. That's pretty cool. Which is cool. really cool. Yeah. It's, like, for me, Rainbow Six, uh, there's four main Tom Clancy franchises, like Splinter Cell, but that's been, like, kind of gone for a while, and then Division and Ghost Recon. Uh, basically, kind of growing up, I'm going through, like, PS2 and everything else, like, I ended up falling into the Ghost Recon camp, and I never really went into Splinter Cell or Rainbow Six, and still really haven't. Vegas, I sort of got into a little bit, but that was about all I did for Rainbow Six. And then uh, Division came out, so I jumped onto that. But Siege, I'm probably not going to pick up. Just, once again, another multiplayer game that I'm just not... It's not going to cut it for me. But it it always... Seemed, if there was... I'll put it this way. If there was no Ghost Recon, I'd probably be playing Rainbow Six. But there's Ghost Recon. So that's just how it goes. Uh, next up, speaking of which, uh, one of the two most interesting things from the show, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. This is, you get a really awesome cinematic with John Bernthal's ghost character, or ex-ghost, now Wolf, and his army of wolves, and he's just talking about everything, and I was like, fuck, dude, I, I kind of want to play as a wolf instead of a ghost. Dude, that's uh, the funny thing, is I literally couldn't tell if he's the bad guy or not you they, they, I, I feel like they're making a, you, you want him to be the good guy and everything else is the bad guy that's I mean, but i just love john bernthal like he he after being punisher and doing everything else and just watching him act he's become my he's in my top five actors like he i, I love this guy he's great yeah he's pretty great like i liked him in the walking dead i thought he was fine but like I just didn't like his character, I guess, Shane. Oh, yeah, you're not like, supposed to like... You're not yeah, really that's the supposed thing. You're to not like supposed Shane. to like him. Yeah. But then, like like you said, in The Punisher, he's just, like, so good. Like, it's 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 unbelievable. And so, like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that he's going to be in the game. Like, I literally didn't give a shit about the first um, Ghost Recon Wildlands, but this one's actually kind of piquing my interest a little bit. Uh... But yeah, like I said, I just like couldn't tell whether or not he was the good guy or not because it seemed like they're trying to hype him up as like the main character. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's gonna <laughs> he'll basically be your final he's the final boss. He's the guy you're probably gonna have to kill and everything else. And I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited to explore the cause he's fighting for. That's honestly probably the the one thing I'm most uh, looking was, forward to the most. Yeah, that was the other thing is he's also saying shit like he is the kind of person that the world needs right now. And, like, yeah, that could easily be, like, bad guy stuff. But, like, that's also good good guy stuff, too. Like, yeah. Good guys say that shit, too. Batman says that shit. <laughs> it's very true. He'll probably still be bad, but I'm still going to be rooting for him. Uh, and I just can't wait to play this. That's why I got to, I got to, I'm going to be fast-tracking Wildlands. Just knock that out. John Bernthal's dog was so cute. Yeah, he brought in his freaking dog. That was that was great. I cracked up about that. And then, Did he say uh, his, like, his name was Bam Bam? Yeah, it was something like that. And then uh, they announced that AI squad mates are returning for single player, so if you don't want to play with other people, you'll have hopefully pretty good AI to control, like in the old old days of Ghost Recon. 
there is also going to be Ghost Recon Delta Company for community chat and direct contact with devs. I actually thought that was really cool. I'm probably going to be signing up for that myself just because I'm, I'm back like... I kind of fell off Ghost Recon during the Gra and Future Soldiers stuff a little bit. Uh, so Wildlands and Breakpoint is just me kind of really getting back into one of the older franchises that I always used to love. So the, something like this, I'm just like, yo, I'll take it, whatever, extra stuff to talk to people, why not? Uh, and then the, <laughs> this is where I cracked up. Uh, I wrote down everyone is doing Terminator, apparently, because they're also yeah. getting Terminator Dark Fate DLC, and I was like, what? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? I saw that, <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck is happening? Like, did I, I literally thought it was like the same clip from Gears of War, and I was like, what's happening? Am I having really bad deja vu? Yeah, and it's like, hey, you know, it makes a little bit more sense with this just because uh, you get Predator in the last game, so you're getting Terminator in this game. So uh, it does make more sense. And especially, actually, like there's drones and more AI-driven robotic stuff, too. Ooh, so yeah. It actually, it fits. Like, it fits in the if, world a lot. It fits in, in the world a lot more. If instead of it being like a skin for your character it's a skin for all the wolves and you're fighting terminators on the battlefield that'd be fucking sick no i think it's gonna be actually you're fighting a terminator like because in wildlands i never got to play it yet but i saw the gameplay when you're fighting predator it's like you have it's just predator and you have all these ai guys with you and you have your squad and it's just predator fucking killing everyone you have to basically kill predator before he kills all of you it's probably going to be like that with Terminator, and it's just like another mode similar, which I, I if it, if it's what I like, what I saw, I'll definitely love this too for, for sure, and I can't wait to play. Well, I, I, I honestly, for Wildlands, I can't wait to play the Predator stuff. That looks so freaking tight. And then uh, we got a small mobile game announcement for Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. So it's almost like, think of All-Star mashup with uh, the most well-known Tom Clancy characters, I guess. And they'll all be in this little game. It's like a they, mobile RPG, is what they described it as, I believe. Did they? I was really. I couldn't tell what kind of game it was. I had to. But, re- I had to go back and like kind of freeze frame, like pause it for a second. It, it said. Uh, it said RPG on it, uh, okay. which is interesting. I, based off of the art style, I thought it was going to be a, another one of the Go games. The like Laura Croft Go and um, yeah, that's what I'm not. Go. I'm not too sure. I mean, Go so, was also not Ubisoft, so um, was it not? No, Laura Croft isn't isn't Ubisoft. Oh, you're right. Neither is Hitman. Nope. Huh. I don't. Well, that's weird. That's it, items, I swear dude. to. I swear it was like the same art style though. That's just maybe, probably maybe just not. similar art style, if any, or like animation. Who knows. Huh, okay but it, it could be cool i'm not really sure uh i'm kind of not trying to jump on mobile games too much but if they're if they're cool enough to grab my attention then we'll see what happens uh, and then just dance shit happened and then uh there was some. Um, i forget do you care about for honor i mean i liked i played it at that psx that we went to and i really liked it there and I actually bought it on Xbox because, like, a couple of my coworkers at the time want, like also wanted to play it. And we literally played it for, like, not even a week because the servers were so bad that we, it was, like, unplayable. Uh, okay. So we just, like, quit. And then, like, 
a couple months later, they were like, yeah, so we realized that our servers are fucking terrible. So, or the play, the player hosted servers was a terrible idea. So we're going to switch to dedicated servers and bring out all this like DLC characters and shit like that. So it's another one of those games that like, I, I want to get back to and play a bit more. Cause like I still own it and they've, been improving it i just never went back to see if it ran better i just like long story short when it did run i really enjoyed the combat i thought it was really deep and just really cool like it was almost like a fighting game that didn't like it wasn't a fighting game but it, it had a combo system like a fighting game so i, I don't know it was in, i liked it it was fun when it okay. when it worked, uh, there's some um, new. Uh, it's a new in-game event slash mode called Shadows of Hidokiri, so it seems more like a, a much more challenging AI enemy. Uh, which it's also a temporary event, which is weird. Yeah, uh, maybe they'll do seasonal stuff like this is their seasonal thing, like in Destiny. Maybe if anything. Uh, next up, we had a new Rainbow Six game, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. It's a three-player tactical co-op game coming early 2020, so it seems like there'll be more horror elements and just, like, I guess, bio-something bio enemies, like some biochem thing It looks like happened. Left 4 Dead, but with three people instead of four, and with, like, Rainbow Six gameplay. Yeah, and I'm... Well, we'll see. They'll reveal more stuff as time comes, so I'm, I'm very curious as to what exactly this is going to be like. And it's it seems like it's not going to be anything like uh, Siege at all, so they're very much, like, coexisting at the same time and still both getting support, probably. Yeah, I liked... I, weirdly enough, I thought it was going to be a DLC mode for Siege, but it's its own standalone thing. And... I liked the the sales pitch that they gave, which was like, for, like, we want to do to the co-op shooter genre what Rainbow Six was able to do for the competitive shooter genre. So I, I like that, because, like, if you go to Twitch, you could still see people playing Siege all I mean, the time. And it's still supported. They even said it's going to continue into next gen. Yeah, and that's that's crazy. Like... The fact that they, they keep supporting it with new characters, new DLC, like new maps, and it's just like the core gameplay of it is so solid that like people you go watch some people play it on Twitch or on YouTube or whatever. It like it gets crazy tense. Like it's in like it is one of the most competitive shooters I've ever seen. Yeah. So to the idea of like them putting that much that level of care into a cooperative shooter genre type game. I'm interested. Definitely. And then next up, we got the second big interesting thing for me, which was division two. They announced all three episodes or like gave more detail as for all three episodes for year one, which is really cool. Uh, the first year one content update is going to be episode one, DC Outskirts Expeditions. So you're going to have new locations and story missions. Uh, places like the, I guess, uh, the Capital Zoo or like the DC Zoo. Uh, it, 
it looks like it's gonna be pretty cool, at least with what they showed, just because I was like, I didn't expect this many more uh, settings to have in this game, or at least, like, in the beginning of this, that wasn't, like, a big year two update or anything like that. And that comes out in July. Episode two, you get to go to the Pentagon. It's called Pentagon Last Castle. It's gonna have the second raid, and that's coming uh, in the fall. And then episode three is coming early 2020. It's gonna take place on Coney Island, it looks like, and I think they're hunting down Aaron Keener, who's like the main antagonist of the previous game, and he is an ex he's a rogue division agent, which is the crazy part. So this should all be really cool and makes me kinda internally pull on my hair because I'm still trying to catch up on Destiny 2. And I still haven't finished all the strongholds in Division 2 and, like, even gotten to, like, a world tier yet or anything else like that. So I'm kind of like, oh my god, there's too many things in this world. Kill me, please. So that's all happening. Uh, next up, we had the news on the Division movie, which is pretty cool. It's coming to Netflix. So we're getting some updates now on gaming movies like Uncharted, Division. This is cool. We're moving forward with things. Starting to starting to see progress occur, guys. This is pretty good. No release date yet, but hey, man. At least we know who's uh, paying for it. And or Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be in it, apparently. Oh, yeah. The news has been a long time now that it would be Jessica Chastain and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Yeah. And then uh, next up was their subscription service. So Uplay Plus is coming to PC. It's a streaming service like Game Pass. Uh, 100 plus games and early access to uh, new games as they come out. So any new game that comes out from Ubisoft will be there day one. And possibly, of course, early access as well. Uh, it's going to be $14.99 a month. And then it launches September. Uh, and one year is like buying... Uh, uh, this is what I put. Yeah, so I, I did the math on it. So if, let's say, you bought... Four months. That's sixty bucks. Do that a year. That's a hundred and eighty dollars. That is the equivalent of buying three games. So, if you think you're going to be buying three Ubisoft games a year, or think you'll be really utilizing their entire like library of stuff from their past, then this is a pretty good deal. But that's just like this is if you're a Ubisoft fan is why you'd want this i was mostly interested in that like they said it's also going to be available on stadia yeah in 2020 yeah so because that was my main complaint with stadia was that it was like oh so you get this really cool streaming like platform but you have to pay for like each individual game which i mean that sounds greedy just because like oh, you don't want to pay for your games or whatever. But it's like, we're so used to streaming services being like a la carte nowadays or whatever that I guess this is what it's going to end up being is having Stadia be where you can stream your games and then companies like Ubisoft can offer individual subscriptions for you to just play whatever games you want, I guess. Yeah. It's like, it's... It, it each subscription is just up to each person individually if they think they're even yeah. gonna, if it's going to be worth it to them 
I feel like for something like the Ubisoft thing, it'd be much more worthwhile to just like pay for a month or two to play like one game or whatever. Like the new Assassin's Creed game comes out, you could pay like 15 bucks a month and like maybe if you just focus on that, get through that game or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And like, I think for me personally, I wouldn't get this just because I don't, all Ubisoft games I always play on console. So this isn't really for me either, personally. That's fair. Yeah. Next up, uh, last two things really fast. Uh, Roller Champions. It's a new uh, skill-based PvP sports game. It looked kind of neat. Uh, the pre-alpha is already up uh, for demo on yeah. PC. I watched some gameplay. It looks kind of fun, but I don't just don't care about Rollerball that much. Or whatever. I'm not into sports games, but it's just I, I guess too. I just like the cinematic. If anything, it just it looked it looked nice. Yeah, it was a nice cinematic. Yeah, and then uh, last thing was Gods and Monsters coming out February 25th, uh, 2020. This is being made by the team that made Assassin's Creed uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, looks for now. I'm not really interested in it. But I'll wait and see what more they reveal over time. Yeah, like, I kind of liked that they said, you know, we we have a lot of fun playing these or making these Assassin's Creed games, but we keep doing these historical games and we've been wanting to branch out and play around with the mythology aspect of history. And we can't really do that in these Assassin's Creed games. So here's Gods and Monsters or whatever. Um I just I'm not sure if I like the cartoony looking. Oh style yeah, the to animation. It. Yeah, that's why I was also kind of. A, I didn't care about that too much. But like, despite like bad initial impressions, I guess I'm a pretty huge fan of like mythology in general, like Greek mythology, Norse mythology, shit like that. Like I find it really cool. So if it plays that angle really well, I could probably actually enjoy it myself. Maybe we'll see. Okay. Well, that is it for all the Ubisoft stuff. We're going to now start discussing Square Enix. So the first thing they showed off, of course, was the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, If I'm correctly hearing it, they said there'll be two Blu-ray discs for it worth of content. And it's going to be, there's going to have like a new tactical mode where there's abilities that can be performed, like spells and everything else. And it's coming out March 3rd, 2020 for the PS4. I basically said it comes out March 20 for the PS4. So I pretty much finished my spiel on it. Um, yeah. So I I don't want to spend too much time on it because I could go on for a while for Final Fantasy VII. Whereas I like, actually am already done talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really liked Final Fantasy VII's story. Like, I wouldn't be one of the people that would say it's the best Final Fantasy there is. It was just iconic because it was the first like 3d graphics one i guess and it also had like a really interesting story that honestly still is relevant today because it's all about like corporate uh responsibility and or not exactly responsibility but like when corporations get too much power and literally start like sucking the life energy out of the planet like 
it's a, it, it was an interesting theme, and they they dealt with it really well. And plus, Sephiroth, Sephiroth is one of the most insane, crazy bad villains I've ever seen. Like I don't know, it's it's hard to describe exactly why, but he's just fucking badass. Um, probably because he wields a katana that's bigger than he is, but whatever. Um. I don't know. I, I really liked what they talked about for the combat system. That it's not just active time battle like Final Fantasy XV. So it's basically not just Final Fantasy XV with Final Fantasy VII skin on top of it. Like I like that there. It's a mix of the active battle stuff and like slowing down time to do individual commands. It looks really fun. I also like that you actually switch between your characters as opposed to just like controlling one person because they've been doing that for a while and it's been bothering me. Um, and as far as the two Blu-rays things goes, I'm kind of confused on that. Cause like they said that the game is so much content that it covers multiple Blu-rays, but they also said that they're splitting it up into different parts. So I'm not sure if that means that the different like parts of the game are also going to have multiple Blu-rays. Cause that would be fucking insane. But yeah. Long story short, like, they also said that, like, the first chapter, at least, is going to be, like, all of the Midgar stuff, which was basically, like, the first half of Final Fantasy VII, or maybe first third. It's a long game, but I'm excited. It's it's looking like it's shaping up to be a really fun game. I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> I couldn't tell. All right. A lot of the next stuff will pretty much be James talking about all the different Square Enix stuff. If you yeah, if have... you care about the certain things, just because I probably won't be talking until we get to Outriders. Yeah, this uh, conference was like a lot of JRPG stuff, which I personally really like to play. But I know you don't, you don't really. Yeah, play it's not JRPGs really my cup of tea. That's why I usually I think last year I didn't even watch Square Enix. I just had to <laughs> talk about it. Oh right, yeah. But there was a couple... Th- I was like, oh, Avengers is supposed to show up here, so I'll watch it. And then I did. And I was like, I'm going to see if I could skip through like as much of this stuff as I can to get to where I need to go. But yeah. Yeah. But was there any other stuff you want to talk to before we get to Outriders? Oh, the... We could probably skip over the Life is Strange stuff. Like, that's... I don't know. Um, so Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was like this really good... Uh, Final Fantasy game that was on GameCube. It did this weird thing where to play multiplayer, you had to use like Game Boys as alternate controllers. Mm. It was weird, but but I remember it being really really fun. So I'm excited that they're making a remake of that or a remaster of that, and it's not only coming to like Switch and stuff. It's also going to be on mobile phones, which is interesting because I mean the main one of the main points that. Final Fantasy was the multiplayer aspect. So just having it in your phone all the time to play like whenever, that that could work well for that game. Um, they also are remastering a game that I played like a little bit of on Xbox called Last Remnant. Like people talk about that game every once in a while. I don't remember it being like particularly memorable for an RPG. Just, I don't know, I've played better. I, I don't know why it's supposed to be so special, but it's, co- it's cool that they're bringing that to Switch, too. If I'm ever in the mood for a RPG on their go, I guess I could get that. Uh, they also talked about 
I mean, Dragon Quest Builders 2 looks really good, but I've just never been into Dragon Quest. Although then they also talked about Dragon Quest 11 coming to Switch, which that I'm actually more interested in because that's more of a traditional JRPG. And plus, like, from what I've heard, I, like, I've never really played a Dragon Quest game, but, like, they're never really... It's like Final Fantasy. They're n none of them are really connected story-wise, so you don't have to... You can just jump into whichever one you want. And for, by all accounts, Dragon Quest XI is just, like, an amazing JRPG. So, yeah, I like I might actually pick that up on Switch because it just looks super good. And then they just... They had a little bit of stuff about, like, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. I haven't even gotten to that, but... More Kingdom Hearts sounds fun. Uh, it also talks about Final Fantasy XIV DLC, which is again one of those. It's like an MMO that I've wanted to play for a while because I again hear it's really good, but I just don't have time for like every game, let alone every MMO, or even like one MMO. MMO my entire so much life. Time. That's the thing. It's like Final Fantasy XIV looks really good. I just don't have the time. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? Oh, so they talked about, like, there's this one mobile game that they made a while ago, like Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. And it's, like, a free-to-play game. I downloaded it. I played it for a while, for, like, a day. Couldn't get into it. It was, like, I don't know just weird like I, I was hoping it would be more of like a traditional Final Fantasy but it was very mobile game-esque in terms of like having to wait for like timers to refill and all that stuff so I don't know I just didn't get into it but apparently they're making another game in that specific Final Fantasy world uh, why did I not actually write down the name Weird. But yeah, it's... So, this one is going to be a tactic-style game. So that... I'm a little bit more interested in that one, just because, like, I like that kind of Final Fantasy tactics multi, uh, gameplay style. It It's cool. I like it. But that's about it. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Okay. Basically, like I skipped over, they talked about some of their like indie games or whatever, but I don't really care about Circuit Supercars or Battalion 1944. So, yeah. cool. All right, so then we're at our last two, and I am back. Outriders, uh, made by People Can Fly, who made Bulletstorm. So, this game is coming summer 2020. It's gonna be a you can be one player, two player, three players up to basically three-player co-op. And it's going to, if they remember correctly, they said they're exploring a mysterious signal, or at least these characters are, that you get to create and customize, I believe. And it's going to be uh, having more news in the winter. And it was just like pretty much a cutscene of these three characters fighting this battle. And it looked honestly like the tone and everything else. It looked really cool. I'm... Just because I'm not really much of a Square Enix person, this is, I believe this is actually more Eidos, but I'm excited to see what this is and what it's going to be doing exactly, just because it's something new. 
Yeah, it looked really like flashy and cool. I, they just didn't give us um, much in the way of specifics. So yeah. basically, all I wrote in my notes was like, "I'd like to know more," and and that it's a shooter. That's all we got for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this one. It just seems like it's going in like uh, six month intervals. So it's like revealed now. Six months later, they'll do like probably gameplay and stuff, and then six months later, it'll be released. So after that. Last and I wouldn't say least, uh, just kind of I'm kind of still unsure how I feel. But the Avengers game, which will feature Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Thor, and Hulk, and I couldn't remember everyone's names, but uh, Hulk is voiced by Troy Baker, while uh, Iron Man is voiced by Noel North, which I thought was pretty cool because those yeah, are two actors and, I like a lot. Uh, um, Scarlet Witch, no, Laura Bailey. God damn it. Yeah, not Scarlet Witch. Black Widow. Yeah, is, Laura yeah, Bailey's Laura Bailey. playing Black Widow, yeah. Yeah, and like that, all of the voice actors that they showed, I was like, holy shit, those are, like, I love all those voice actors. Yeah, and it's like, I, I'm, I'm sorry to the two guys that are basically playing Thor and Hawkeye, or Thor and Captain America, I just can't remember what your names were, and I just yeah, uh, sorry. can't, I'm not gonna go <laughs> look for it. But, yeah, so it's, uh, they showed... Uh, an Avengers celebration going on in San Francisco. Uh, something happens where it gets all screwed up and the city goes to ruins and it's referred to as A-Day, which also it's when they lose Captain America. So it's following the Avengers five years later when they're basically all pissed off and shit. It just kind of feels like the endgame distance you know, as well. Plot-wise, for whatever reason, it made me think of Dark Knight Returns. Because it's like, yeah, the Avengers were outlawed. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, yeah, because of what happened. People are blaming them because the bomb, I believe, was... Or, like, what that tech was, was stuff that they had. Yeah, so there was a... They showed a second scene later on where Bruce mentioned that, like, you knew the Terrigen reactor was uh, unstable, Tony. Like, if you don't know, Terrigen is the like material that inhumans need to be exposed to to activate their powers yeah and let's see what else did they say oh yeah they're gonna have new heroes and regions coming for free and playstation will get exclusives and early beta access and possibly some other stuff which after that they teased hank pym which means he's probably going to be, like, the first uh, DLC character that comes out, most likely. Maybe they'll even probably. do, like, a pre-order thing with him or something. I'm not really sure. But... I was really confused when they started talking about, like, the DLC and stuff. Because, like, when they first started talking about it, they were like, it's an original story. It's narrative-driven. But then they start talking about, like, it's four-player online co-op. You can play as, like, whatever Avenger you want, and we're going to be bringing out, like, DLC characters and DLC maps later. I'm guessing it's going to be more story stuff, because I don't see how those characters would fit into the older stuff. That's what um, I'm thinking. Like, I don't know. They, they, just... they didn't really give us too much, if anything, so I think, I honestly think we'll get more throughout the time till its release date about it. Yeah, I just thought it was weird that they tried to make it seem like a single-player experience and then tack on some live service uh, stuff to it. 
I mean, I it's know. really like choose which Avenger you're playing. And maybe you don't want to use AI, then you could have your friends play the other Avengers. Honestly, it's a it's a pretty cool concept, um, at least for we'll that see. part. But yeah, who knows? It it could function well or we're not well and one thing to keep in mind is they said specifically this is their interpretation of the avengers which honestly a lot of people were like what i wanted what i got which they're comparing these guys to the Spaceballs stunt doubles remember in Spaceballs, oh, they're like you yeah. fools who've caught those stunt doubles and it's just like oh jesus i think it's just because they designed them so different like a lot of them are a lot different looking than their movie characters people expected movie style characters so they're pretty disappointed by that um i'm honestly not sure myself but i just i'm just want to see more just to have further judgment for now i'm kind of neutral to this for them like overall i'd say i'm excited but a little put off by the like adding in multiplayer stuff we'll we'll see how that goes Gotcha. All right, so well, it releases uh, May 15th, 2020, and that is all of our Square Enix news. So that's it for this episode. We actually just have one more to record. It's going to be our Nintendo episode, which will most likely be shorter than this just because uh, yeah. this is the length of two. Uh, there are A lot of these episodes are looking like they're around 40 minutes, so it's a I'd say it's a good amount of time for these specific companies just covering them. But, uh, yeah, if you want to email us at Side Talk, uh, leave us any feedback, positive or negative. Totally just realized we didn't say that for the previous episode, but that's fine. Um, it doesn't really matter too much. I doubt we'll get an email anyway. Uh, but if you want to follow us, if you want to follow the show, follow it at Side Talk. If you want to follow James, follow him at InvaderGym124. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at GoGoComzilla. Until then, you'll catch us shortly now because we'll be recording Nintendo in just a couple minutes. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.